Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Alex Christensen, also known as Noops to friends and family from BetUS, will join us in 20 minutes to talk NFL bets and his plays for next week's U.S. Open. But first, let's go to the gridiron and some rather unusual but perhaps not surprising news out of San Francisco 49ers camp. Sam Darnold is named the backup quarterback, which means that Trey Lance is at number three on the depth chart. This is someone who the 49ers gave up a lot to get high in the NFL draft. And now he's number three behind Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. Aaron, what does this mean for the 49ers? And as far as your immediate reactions, are there teams who should be going after Trey Lance in a trade? I mean, I wouldn't. If he doesn't even look like he could be a backup, according to the 49ers, then I would be a bit concerned. So, yeah, I I wouldn't really be inclined to uh, have him on my team right now. It doesn't sound like he's going to work out. And in terms of the 49ers, they gave up, what, three first-round picks to get this guy, and it hasn't panned out at all? I mean, this is a huge swing and a miss. We talk about Kyle Shanahan being an offensive genius. Are we sure? Like, what is this? What is going on in the quarterback situation is just really, really curious what's going on in San Francisco right now. And I covered Trent Williams, the offensive lineman, when he was here in Washington. He's usually injured during the season. That guy goes down. I think this team is in huge trouble. They also have a brutal schedule And they've been injured and had injury problems already, it seems like they can't catch a break. And now with this really tough schedule that they've got, all this travel, it's just really, really going to be a problem for them. And yet we still treat the 49ers like they are that much better than everybody else in the NFC with a possible exception of the Philadelphia Eagles. And as we've said many times in the show before, Aaron, at least for me, I don't see it. If you are, if things are just this turbulent at the quarterback position, it almost doesn't matter how everything else is going for you as far as your offensive line. Yeah, they're injuries, but maybe it'll be fantastic. Yeah, you've got some great skill position players. Defense may be fantastic. All those things may be true. But if you have some major problems at the quarterback position, it is just simply not going to work. And Again, with Brock Purdy and that really small sample size and being taken in the seventh round, at some point you have to trust that all these other teams know something about him to where they felt like he was only going to be available then. So I I look at this and say, you know, you hate it for Trey Lance. It's really unusual because someone who's drafted that highly and team traded for, you know, traded away so much draft capital in order to get him. The fact that he may only have gotten one game, a game and a half of actual playing time, and that's it. He's not a 49er anymore, and he may be going somewhere else, and he may be a backup quarterback as far as that new destination. It's really, really strange. And I just can't believe that an organization that gave up this much draft capital 
can be sound in so many other areas. And to me, this may be more of an indictment on the 49ers front office as far as making this kind of move. And then you go, how am I supposed to trust this team going forward? I know. And everywhere you look, their odds are short. Like to be successful, go ahead and bet them. I mean, we have been down on the mm -hmm. Niners since day one. So this is not a Niner show. We've been looking to fade them. And every bit of news that comes out just seems to be pointing in that direction. Uh, if anything does happen to Brock Purdy, have fun with Sam Darnold. And then Trey Lance, that whole <laughs> thing didn't work out. Sometimes in life, you do have to take risks to be successful. But we're starting to see that that just turned out to be a giant risk with the Trey Lance thing. We've talked about Lynch and Shanahan just being geniuses. Oh, wow, they work so great together. They're making all these amazing decisions. Uh, well, are they? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. When it's all said and done, it doesn't feel good if you're a Niners fan right now. Yeah, exactly. This, this was bad on, on many accounts. And you hate it for the player, too. Like, Trey Lance, you know, with all of this pub, never really felt like he had a chance. And granted, Sam Darnold, now the number number two quarterback. So in terms of competition, he had that opportunity. But again, without really being there, it did seem like as an outsider that because Brock Purdy played so well at the end of last season, you go, well, Part of that can be philosophical to say, you know what, we got to ride the hot hand. And if that's the case, then Trey Lance never really had a chance to succeed. And so maybe he'll be able to do it somewhere else. But you think about what they can get in a trade, it might be like, what, a sixth rounder, a fifth rounder, something like that. That's really, really rough given the return on investment, so to speak. Oh, yeah. The ROI is not good on this situation <laughs> at all. Yikes. Uh, but I guess it's good, you know, for the other teams in the division, if you're still looking to fade the Niners, that just opens the door and you can find some value. I'm still surprised that the odds, I get it. The Niners have on paper, the talent. It just seems like almost like they're a bit cursed or something. Things just bad things just keep happening to this team. So I will not be getting on board with them, at least not right now. Yeah, me neither. So let's move on now uh, to the ongoing saga in Indianapolis. And uh, they will be playing a preseason game, and we will be previewing that uh, a little bit later. But in the meantime, the trade market for Jonathan Taylor is, is, is interesting in a lot of fronts. Uh, you think about what the Panthers got for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, second rounder and other draft picks, four draft picks and all. And... The Colts may very want more than that for Jonathan Taylor being a younger running back and things like that. And Tom Pelissero uh, listed this stuff really well. But given where the running back market is, especially from you know the middle of last season to now, the Colts may very well not get nearly as much as they would like if indeed they pull the trigger. And this is going to be bad news for them, or at the very least, it's just going to be an ugly situation. Yeah, it this he has been unhappy for a long time. There are so many question marks here. A, is he healthy? Can he pass a physical? What is going on? And the thing is, the Colts want all of this back in return for Jonathan Taylor, yet they don't want to pay the guy themselves. How can both be true right now, Ed? This is absolutely <laughs> absurd. 
This is a, I want to fade the Colts even more than ever. And the fact that this situation is coming down to the wire is crazy to me. And then if you're a team, you know, who's potentially interested, we've heard six teams might be interested in Jonathan Taylor. I believe the Dolphins could be one of them. A lot of these teams have their budget set for the season. They weren't planning to spend all this money. And Jonathan Taylor wants to get paid. He doesn't want to just finish out his rookie contract right now. He wants an extension. He wants to get paid big time. That's part of what he's doing here. Uh, I'd really like to know if he was healthy. My gut tells me yes, and this is all just a bit of posturing to get a deal done, but this thing is a mess. Absolute mess. (laughs) Yeah, it really is, and what makes this even tougher for Jonathan Taylor and for the Colts in general is overall health. Taylor is still on the pup list right now. Uh, chances are he will be seeing action at some point this season somewhere. But, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, Sean Clement has brought up, and I think this is really important to bring up here, is that Taylor has lost cumulative rushing yards over expected Over the last 300 attempts, his war in 2022 was also substantially lower than previous years. And so for a trade partner, they probably want to know what his health was last year, what the status is right now, and what it can be going forward. And yeah, you can figure out that information in a relatively short period of time. But Aaron, like you said, the budgets are largely taken care of here. I can't think of too many teams that feel like they're just a running back away, no matter how good this running back may be. And if there are unrealistic expectations as far as what the Colts can get, what Taylor can get, all of those things, then all this means is that you have a lot of unrealistic people doing unrealistic things. And this is an indictment on, say, the health of the Colts organization. Um, You know, Taylor's trying to get paid, fine, whatever. But there's also a lack of reading the room where, again, I don't know if any team really feels like, hey, we're just one great running back away from winning the Super Bowl because it really just doesn't work that way. Exactly. And I do think if any running back could be that guy, he's in the conversation. But is his back okay? Is his ankle okay? Is he healthy? And why would you want to spend all that money for a running back? I mean, the timing of it, like – the, the value for running backs has plummeted, unfortunately, for those guys. And we've seen it. It's been a top story for several players this offseason. So the timing for him to try to get paid, it's not good for Jonathan Taylor right now. <laughs> and this whole yeah, deadline, you yeah. got to get it done by Tuesday. That is stupid. I just thought that was ridiculous, <laughs> too. Okay, so now all these offers come in on Wednesday. Now what? It's just, that was silly. The whole thing is drama to me. Yeah, it, it is. But I think if there are, is something in common with our two stories here, it is this idea of organizational health. And I think from a betting perspective, it does matter because if you are making mistakes like these or you're, you're having problems like these, what does this say about everything else? Because oftentimes what, what decides winning and losing games and championships involve moves that maybe we don't talk about very much. If, say, you have an injury at a key position, something like that, what is the organizational health to have a backup plan? And if you have these kinds of, you know, dramatic episodes, not to say it's a distraction or anything like that, it doesn't have to be, but it does suggest that maybe the folks in charge have 
better things to do, other things to do, and they're not doing it. And, and that to me is probably the biggest question. Also want to talk about a couple of injuries here, Aaron, that uh, I, I think are, matter here most notably. Uh, wide receiver DJ Chark uh, has a hamstring injury. They're saying it's not a major one. But again, for a Panthers offense uh, that probably needs all hands on deck, especially with a rookie quarterback, I consider it significant. Who's going to be getting the ball in that offense? Uh, to me, when you're looking at the NFC South, the Panthers aren't the first to come to mind as far as a team that I really want to back in some way, mostly because you have a rookie quarterback. No matter how great he can be, yeah. still it is a problem. And to not have Chark 100% to me is significant. Also, uh, the Jets' Corey Davis uh, announced his retirement. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, but when you look at some of the other injuries to Gold Komet, TJ Hawkinson, you know, whatever – nicks and cuts and bruises they're dealing with what stands out to you well I haven't been that high on the Panthers this season anyway I mean maybe Bryce Young Mm -hmm. does come along but you've got a rookie quarterback there and so there's just some concerns there this is not a team where it's like I wasn't expecting a lot from the Panthers anyway so if DJ Chark is injured it's like not gonna make or break any of the futures that I have It'll be interesting to see, you know, how he is affected here, you know, what his time frame is. And then as far as the other ones, I just think it's early. I think it's something to keep an eye on, but it seems like we're getting injury news left and right. And it's just something that there's still a couple weeks before the regular season. So I think it's just something that we got to keep an eye on. Take notes, look ahead to week one. If there is a spot that you really like, hit it now. But anything could happen, you know, with medicine, with the way they can, you know, get these guys ready. I wouldn't overreact too much to any of this. Also, too, we have one more week of preseason, and that provides all kinds of opportunities for more injuries and setbacks and things like that. So definitely it's something where more news can come out, more information can come out, and especially with some teams announcing that starters will be playing significant minutes and significant snaps, this is definitely uh, the the week where if you're going to be paying as much attention as possible, now is the time. Uh, to be doing such things and yeah you're right like also guys can heal up and be ready to go for week one but there is a lot of charting that really does need to be done right here right now exactly exactly and I'm excited to look forward to these next preseason games the first couple it was like uh you don't really know who's gonna play but now we actually are gonna see more starters so that's gonna be fun to see what you have in some of these teams and actually see some competition like Monday night was great that was one of my Mm -hmm. you know favorite preseason games so far but now I think it's gonna get even better and hopefully everyone stays healthy no season ending injuries for anyone please Let's just get out of this unscathed and get to the real stuff. Knock on wood. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Alex Christensen will join us to talk about his bets for next week's U.S. Open and this upcoming NFL season. 